Blog Talk Radio. Hi everybody, welcome to Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. We are on Monday today. We're broadcasting another normal day, but here we are, 9 a.m. Pacific time, and hoping to hear from some of you. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Please do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us, and of course you can join us. On Facebook and on Twitter, those accounts are linked on our blog talk radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic, where you might follow us as well. And also, um, also we accept donations. We accept donations. Why? We broadcast for free, and uh, the service is a free service, and we appreciate any support we get because it goes toward the production broadcast of the show. We do pay to air the show. Um, and that's how it is, folks. Neil, do you have anything to say? Well, <laughs> you know, while we're waiting for a caller. Um, callers, hopefully. Callers. And yes, the, yes, for those who come in late or listen to the archives, yeah, we would sure appreciate donations for the show. Just show your support. Yeah, you can get in touch with me on uh, Facebook in order to donate. You know, I was told to put my PayPal link up, but I just don't like having that really up publicly, you know. Well, there's a way. It's like kind can... of putting your bank account information up, you know, bank account number up. In your yeah. There's ways you can uh, call us. You have our number, and you can always call us. Yeah, there's the 562-596-7818 number. I'm sorry, I'm congested today. I can't breathe through my nose. <laughs> so, I apologize for that. Well, now... Nasal, nasal sound I'm producing. While waiting for callers, let's talk about some something uh, about the birthday code. About the birthday code. And that code. would be a question posed as what is your most powerful number it's not always necessarily your master number or the highest number in your birth date it might in fact be the number you use the most that represents the behavior associated with the, with the number so if you look at your birth date and you compare it to uh, chakra zones and those chakra zones are defined as behavioral patterns like part mind, spirit, that kind of thing. And you seem to use more than more energy towards one number than another. That would be more or less your most used power number. 
And so writers obviously would use a five or people who communicate like most often would use a five. People who um, are just really involved in relationships and that's their life, that would probably be a two. two. Uh, people, people that are struggling on the street and don't have zero. anywhere to live. <laughs> well, no, one. <laughs> well, it could be a one. Zero. Uh, zero one's, one is a crazy number because... Why? It's a wild number, that number one. Oh, boy. <laughs> huh? Uh, it's a lonely. One is a lonely number. It is a lonely number. It's a singular sensation, though, Yeah. as well. And if you're number one, then you're, then it's nothing but good. <laughs> Um, the the idea that well one is difficult as three is difficult they're difficult numbers to kind of define because one we look at it well that's foundation well we all need foundation so how does one become distinct from the generalization that we all need a foundation Um, we don't all need a relationship God knows we don't all use our minds. Well, some of us are cold-hearted. We don't care about heart or balance. But we all have a foundation. Even people who are rootless, as long as they're breathing, have a foundation. Whether it's geared towards a bed or some plot of cement on it or dirt on the earth, there's still a foundation. Your foundation may not be secure. You may be homeless. But that would be defined as foundation. So one has a crazy element to it. But in essence, they all kick in. They all work. Because even homeless people will have a relationship um, searching for food, passing people on the street. And I mean, oftentimes, it may be very oftentimes there are tense communities. And of course, people become tribal. Yeah, exactly. I would say. These ten communities actually pass like tribal communities, um, and and that doesn't mean that they all knew each other from the past life, but they're in a tribal Setting. situation that can lend itself to some kind of past life connection. Threes are difficult because you know it's the gut. The gut is you know gastrologists and things like this will say that the gut has a mind of its own. It's an actual brain center derived by uh, by the idea that it's our first center of intelligence because of the embryonic uh, connection. Yeah, well, a lot of doctors will say that everything starts in the gut, so all illness it kind of roots from the gut, which um, is... is, is Something that you know is debatable, but but has credence. Yeah, and you know they're still learning things about it. But that stomach chakra is more than just eating, digesting. It's more than that, obviously. So um, there's a uh, reference to a mindset in the stomach, like we said, starting in the birth stages, pre-birth stages, where food becomes the necessary element of contact with the outside world and perhaps even sound, vibration. 
on that level, embryonic level. It's also, you know, when, when in the Buddha or in Eastern religions, you don't rub his forehead, you rub the belly, belly. for good luck. Now, why? Because it is the root system of actual birth. So we look at birth, it seems to be rooted in the second chakra, but it doesn't stay rooted in because the second of the navel. It blooms and then it 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 is actually the, the birth processes cord. in the stomach. Well, and the umbilical cord attaches the mother to the to the baby ultimately. Yeah, and that's where. The baby receives how the baby receives all nutrients. But the baby, the 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 form of the baby's body, the the embryo's body, not a baby yet, um, is extends into the chakra, into the stomach chakra. Right, but what? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Please finish your thought because I was. So it's it's a two-three energy, Um, and. And that starts to, even in the birth process, that starts to elevate the embryo into some form of diversity, meaning it's connected to the mother, the umbilical cord. We talk about the silver cord after we're born. We have the right. silver cord that connects our now but soul. On the earth level, the it's the umbilical cord when we first come into the earth. And then we have... Um, the idea that it, that it formulates first in the second chakra. And, and even though its origin is male, its environmental process of growing is female. So there's a diversity in every human being between every human being is both male and female. Everyone. Because of the energy. And it's 50-50. Because you can't have one without the other but we're already in the diversity. So when they say, oh, you're having a boy or a girl, the actual term is, well, for the time being, both, two and one. Now, two in one, meaning the second, now we go into the second and third chakra, which are two chakras in one. Not to mention that the baby is formulating its own energy uh, through the chakra system. Because the chakra system is developing throughout those stages. I, I'm reminded of a, a television show we watched years ago with um, uh, about a young man who grew up and ended up killing a, a, a massive a killing of a major amount of people. I, think, I can't remember the details, but it may have been in his father's office. He was running the company. But what happened, the family later found out, is the, the umbilical cord was cut incorrectly and not sealed properly. And so this child grew up very mean. Uh, you know, there were many, many incidents involving the child and cruelty to animals, to his sister, where there was, you know, like the child was trying to kill the sister and they didn't understand why this child grew up to be like this. But anyway, it involved the umbilical cord, which is a very important, obviously, component. And if it's not handled correctly by the the OBGYN can result in disastrous consequences. And of course, this doctor hid this fact from the family. Anyway. Well, the, you know, the umbilical cord is a, is a passageway. So what goes into, it goes 
from the mother into the umbilical cord, whatever, digestion and nutrients and byproducts and everything that's going through that umbilical cord is now being fed into the baby. And that includes energy. That includes um, energy. And we're not talking about abortion or anti-abortion or we're just talking about the process. This is not advocating anything. It's just the process as it is. Um, whether there's an abortive attempt or a successful abortion or there's a successful birth, this is still what goes on, but we can't deny that. So in, in the formation of this energy, now what's happening is that the baby has an old soul. It's very rarely in the soul department does a baby come in fresh. Most of us come in with some history already behind our birth. Well, and then, you know, in that example, there was obviously a major karmic element going on with those family members and that child for that to happen. That wasn't an accident. Yeah. Now, that that's probably a distortion. I, we don't know his birthday. I think we probably, at the time we tried to find it, I don't know what we might have. My guess would be a one or a zero in there because the root system or there could be a three, but the root system is being affected. Now, that root system is very complex because now what we've got is that the embryo is also part of the, the equation of the male energy and female energy. So the seed of the male energy and the egg of the female and then the attitude that goes on in the environment, more specifically with the female than the male, but male still has effect on the embryo during the birth process, energy and all that kind of thing, and, then, and interference, whether it's a loving union or arguing all the time or abandonment, that still affects the uh, mother's energy level. So without security, that... Uh, that embryo is receiving both historic karma and current karma. It's already being put in there. Well, and it's so interesting that the third chakra, I mean, we're talking about being how it's the root in many aspects. However, it's the top of the bottom three chakras. So yeah. it's, it's the crown as well as the root. It's a duality going on. Yeah, so the predominant chakra in that birth process would be three. I mean, of course, they all have to be important. But the most predominant life-sustaining chakra in the system of birth would be the third chakra. So it takes predominance. So actually, the third chakra is acting as though it were the first chakra, the root chakra. Now, our root system is now in the navel. So... And that navel energy, that third chakra, is receiving information in the form of nutrients and liquids and all kinds of things. So that third chakra is is in command of one and two. Because, you, I mean, somewhere you don't start with the third chakra. I mean, you do, but you don't because you have other chakras below it. But right now, third chakra is number one. That's the first chakra. 
that we have to deal with in terms of the navel. Now, why is that? Why is that? What you know? It's almost like intravenous. You, you're not the baby isn't being fed through the mouth. The baby's not breathing in that regard. There's a heartbeat and forming, and things are going on in such nature that the baby is it is surrounded in fluid, liquid, and sort of buoyant, if you will, in some partial attitude of the word. But its main source of life is the third chakra. Now, that does not change throughout our life. Not specifically. Specifically, it remains the most predominant chakra because we need it. We need the stomach. We need that energy. But but what it does is after birth, it steps aside and the other chakras start to come in command as we enter an atmospheric world in the physical world. Now, the baby's, the embryo's in the physical world, but it's in a capsule of energy that is not typical of existence. It's, it's in tune. Unless you're in a you know, traveling relationship, an alien from another planet, and right, right. encapsulated in the egg, in an egg. Well, in many ways, it is a spaceship because the mother's moving around, and maybe she's even a pilot. But right. <laughs> yeah, and then she, wow, really fits. Um, but the, but still, that energy is moving through there, and the baby, the embryo, not a baby yet, the embryo, um, you know, we send to say, oh, how's your baby doing? No, how's your embryo doing? It's not baby yet. So we have to consider that word that in the stage of existence, we are embryos. And in that embryonic (laughs) stage, we go through transformations in physical form. Fish, much like a pig. We, We start to develop, sometimes it looks like a dog, a puppy. We start to form the, um, energy fields of different animals. God knows, in the third eye, I've morphed, even in the physical form, morphed into animals. And I've seen people morph into animals. Well, what happens to the human being is they still have those energy fields and molecular structures within them. So we are homo sapiens in the end result. But in the process of our creation, we are amphibian, reptile, mammal. And those energies stay within us, so it's very intriguing when you open up the third eye and you can actually see, at least I can, see the embryonic forms that human beings are carrying around. They're not human. X-ray vision. Yeah. That's that word. We're not looking into the X-ray. Well, it's psychic vision. It's third eye vision. X-ray ID. Looking right, looking through, looking through women's dresses with X-ray eyes. Yeah, but there was a man with man with the X-ray eyes with Raymond Lamb and whatever. I remember that. I mean, I don't remember the show. I never watched it, but I or golf movie, whatever. I know the title. Yeah. But it was familiar with the title. You know, he'd go into a room and see people dancing naked. That's not exactly how it works. Um, 
and then he ultimately saw their skeletal structure as the disease or his ailment or whatever he had that started to form. And then he saw the destruction of the world, which became quite intriguing in its premise as to what the man with the extra eyes was actually does, seeing. It does not sound like a movie I'd enjoy. It's actually a, it's actually a B movie, but it but it had a first rate. Uh, B movie meaning they were it was shown. It was like a science second. fiction, you know. But but it took on a certain significance. Ray Milan was not exactly a two bit actor. He was an Academy winning actor, and uh, uh, he uh, you know and then he started this movie, which was really not his style, but yet there he was. And then it broadened into seeing the destruction of the planet. And his vision became massive, not just personal. Now, in the element of that third eye, what happens? How does the third eye get developed? How does it form? The third eye is actually formed much like the embryo. It's entombed within the brain. People try to localize it into the pineal gland, and they say that's where the third eye is. That's the, that's it. Um, so there's element of the brain that's very mysterious. And what happens as that pineal gland starts to formulate in the embryonic stage? It's already formulating. It's already there. You, uh, when the baby's born, and baby babies don't really see color, really see anything too much of anything in the first weeks of life. You have to get they have to get very very close before so because again uh, they're nearsighted at the very beginning, and there's no color, and their eyes even change. Most babies are born blue eyes, but blue is the color of the mind. So the blending of that energy takes a physical manifestation in the eyes, and all eyes tend to replicate the color of the sixth chakra. Now as breath increases, what happens as breath increases, the baby's eyesight increases. And as the eyesight increases, then also there is the idea that the psychic vision is increasing. So some some of us take on the form of, uh, of uh, psychic vision, and we keep feeding into that, and some of us lose it, and we just maintain our world as a physical vision with some mental energy behind it. So we can be uh, visionaries, or easily visualize things. In mathematics, we'll take it into abstractions. But that's what starts to happen. <laughs> And the energy. <laughs> Which I'm kind of confused how we well, got on the topic. But anyway. We got on the topic because we're talking about the main chakra system. Well, and we're how talking we about. Start, we're, right. we're giving a prehistory of how we start to utilize well, we have a, the most powerful number chakra system. Right. And it doesn't have to be our master number. Because right. it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way in birth. But it may not. Right. Of course. But that number may not be determined in, you know, in the in the process of, of of the of the development of an embryo. 
obviously the most important number is going to be something that, I mean, changes throughout life, number one. It's not going to be a static number. And two, is is determined by environmental circumstances as well as as well as karma, past life, etc. Well, it, it is it, yes, but during during the birth process, we are utilizing number system, but we do not have a master number yet. Well, because there's no birthday. Yeah, we don't have a date yet. So our number systems that we're developing and creating are within us. They're just not documented yet. However, however, the birth date is really imprinted before the, before the baby is born. I mean, you know, it's... Yeah, there's a past life code not, going on. Yeah, it's not but, just like but, happenstance that the baby is born on a certain day. So a mother might, you know, have a due date of you know, November 25th, but then she has you know, she goes into labor six weeks early. The baby's born premature. That's not an accident when that occurs. Right. And, you know, we get into this idea that maybe we can trace some form of date by way of conception. We may know. We can, a human being can calculate, oh, I got pregnant then, that's next then. So it can start to formulate that energy. But then the question... I mean, yeah, the obstetrician will project a date. But anyway, go ahead. Then the the observation manifests into some form of number system that the embryo is waiting to achieve before it's born or at the time it's birth. And that number happens to be nine. The nine system... Because of nine months. And if we look at nine months and we generalize or summarize, that would be approximately 180 days. Uh, And then we talk, that brings up around. No, no, nine, uh, 30 times, 30 times nine is not 180. It's, um, is, is, um, 279. Then it does not bring up around the world in 180 days. No, no, no. So that was, yeah, excuse me, that was an error on my part. Around the world oh. in 80 days. That would be oh. 80 days, not That's right. <laughs> That's right. No, their balloon would have completely by then. <laughs> 80 um, days. Uh, that's right. It's 80 days, not 180 days. Well, and, and again, you know what? You can't rely on my memory at this hour. And the form of creating a baby going around the world means something totally different. Okay, so what are we calculating? Well, are we calculating the months we're of calculating, gestation? We're calculating, well, because 207 is still nine. So it's, yeah, 270, but, but it's going to be But it's going to be nine. Buried, yeah. So nine becomes the energy field upon which, and we look at months, upon which a baby, it takes an embryo to become a baby. Approximately nine months. Why not six? Why not five? Why, what, you know, why wasn't the process speeded up? Why nine months? Well, in my estimation, we go, we go to, a, we go to a general spiritual theory that human beings were not destroyed 
And the nine the of and nine is the eternal number. And so there was life given with some sense of so there was there was life after condemnation. And that life after condemnation has a suggestion of eternity because we keep co creating and you know, in the soul and the spirit and everything. So nine has the field of rebirth. Now, it happens to be two energies above the top crown chakra. But two is significant because it took two to make one, which is three. It takes two people, Adam and Eve, in, in theory, to make one, um, you know, to make another, to make another opening baby. So now we have two and one. We have three coming back again. Well, you're so, a real bowel thumper these days, dear. Well, well, no, no, <laughs> More biologists. Well, you're but talking we, about Adam and Eve, the Garden of Eden, which probably isn't going to be heard too often on the, these psychic shows. Yeah, we are. No, they're just names. you know. It doesn't matter. They're just making it. You know, okay, Fred and Wilma. Okay. The Friendstones. So the the attitude that. We are formulating these energies, and that three becomes an important factor. Nine becomes an important factor. Three and nine is 12. That's the whole series of the year. And 12 becomes a three, which takes on mystical and religious implications. Right. I mean, and then you get into the 12 being apostles and so forth. You just have all these different angles of energy going on. Um, but in that regard, now those numbers take predominance. And they can be significant numbers in the organic structure of our being. They're always going to be important. But then as we develop from baby into adulthood, certain other chakras take over. There's a fight. We're, we're in a raging war without any chronological order. And now everything gets disassembled and rearranged to where the lowest may be highest. First will be last and last will be first. Because back into the Bible again. And, and, and now we have a, a thing going on that some of us may live predominantly in a numbered system that is totally out of order, which is kind of fascinating because that also is rooted to past life energies. So we have to continuously go through this chakra system of development until we find ourselves landing on a predominant number that will have the entitlement of substance throughout our life than maybe any other number possible. That's why some of us don't care about relationships. Some of us do. Some of us are nearsighted in terms of what they want to do. That's all they think about. Athletes, mathematicians, musicians, anything it may be. So we get into this idea. Hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt. We have a caller that is listening, I believe. But if that caller, which we know who this is, 
wants to uh, wants to speak with us at any time, press yeah, one so we, know. Talk, you know, so we know. But I think she's just listening. If she wants to, li- I mean, if she wants to speak with us, so we press one. Well, she as can, I said. Whoever this caller is can 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 share with us the the shot where she thinks is most. Or is it a girl? Is yeah, it is. The, the chakra that she thinks is most predominant in her life. She, she can, can if she wants to. Um, if, if she, she wants, wants to, to or if she's just listening. Then she, she'll, she'll press one if she wants to. She's got, oh, good. It's Sherry. Sherry. Gosh, you just came up yesterday. Oh, Sherry. Cool. Sherry. It's four seasons. Anyway, just heard that song yesterday. That is so cool. So, 41173, uh, go ahead. You're asking me what's the most predominant chakra that I use? Yeah, if you want to if you want to chime in. What, uh, what's, yeah. In my opinion, and it may be, I don't have enough knowledge, but it feels like I use more of my crown and I knew is there one called that. the Oversoul, the one right above that one? Because okay. of the work I do. That's her master number. Right. And I've got an interesting Pluto placement. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's, that's, you she know. It's in Pluto. <laughs> no, she's. I'm she's, in my head. I'm just putting it to you that way. She is. She is an interesting Pluto placement. We don't, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, astrology has its, has its merits and its place, but we really don't, you know, go there as far as I mean as far as us being in double inch no no it's just about us being in Pluto placement is basically our area of expertise that's all (laughs) my numbers are good too my my emphasis I wasn't quite into my journey wasn't quite into Pluto it was more into Gucci (laughs) yeah I was ready for that yeah but anyways, uh, Sherry, <laughs> you're... Uh, well, she does reading, so that's why she's saying that. Yeah. What's interesting about Sherry, I mean, if she's talking about the energy above her crown, her master number is eight. eight. Yeah. Now, now, what's interesting about that is that she actually has, and if you will, if you, if you, if you kind of center it and take liberty... She's born April 11. Right. So if we multiply the 11 the two and times make it four. a two and make it times four, we have another eight going on, even though four and 11 is six. We have that eight zone going on. But what's interesting in your linear code, Sherry, is that your master number is is exceeds any number in your linear code, except for the century. So when you talk about the one chakra, above the crown, your master number is one element above your highest number, which would be seven, excluding the century. Ah. So, so we have two ones going on, which goes back to your day, which means that 11 would indicate some difficulty in your upbringing. Yes. But balance becomes your root system. So the root system of your birth date is four. four. We look at month first. But then it gets dropped by three, which then reappears in your year. 
That's interesting. Yeah. It's a drop of three. Drop of three, which becomes actualized. Which is in your year. And then four and three is seven, which is in your year. year. So you come back to resolve your karma. However, and then transcend it. However, I mean, when we talk about spiritual, I mean, if you're doing spiritual work, but when we're doing reading, it's not, I mean, crown chakra is part of it, but but you don't have to be a, a psychic or you don't have to be spiritual to be a psychic is what I mean. Not that right. I'm saying that towards you, but there are so many psychics out there that aren't necessarily spiritual, but they're very gifted psychics, you know. They, Correct. They, they work they for the government. I, I yeah. know. So six, I mean, six is an important number for you too. Yeah. What exactly, when you do a reading, how are they comprised? Do you do healing? Are you doing Reiki? I um, was. But as of late, it's mostly just pure uh, trying to connect to the fifth dimension or wherever it is that we pull or whatever you believe that portion is that we pull info from. And I try to get it as pure as possible. And that's why, you know, it always confuses me a little bit how you can be super gifted and not spiritual. But I guess you can. I just think the more spiritual you are, the purer your data is that you can draw. What you need to do, Sherry, as a fun experiment, is you're trying to pull energy from the fifth dimension from the astral realm, and you're trying to process it into your mindset. The first rule of thumb would be, what was your environment like as an embryo with your mother, and what kind of energy were you pulling from her yeah. in the embryonic stage? So what Meaning, was, was she, her life chaos, or was it exactly. stable? What, what, I would say, from what I know, because she had me at 16, that it, for that era, probably it was chaotic. Yeah, yeah. But now that I know myself a little bit better, I understand that perhaps another way to look at that is not necessarily chaos, but adventure, which means that there probably was a lot of adrenaline, excitement, because she was going her own way. You know what so I mean? she was making a solitude. Not all of it probably was chaos. Probably a lot of it was her own driven will. Yeah. So what was, I was the father absent? Not at the time, but he was in the Air Force, so technically absent, but not really. So he was there. He was actually there for your mother. He didn't abandon her. Yeah, they got married and went straight into the Air Force, which was a whole different kind of life. But so he abandoned it. There was, I mean, there was an absence of the father because he was out of the home. He was deployed. Your parents were together. Did Did they stay together? But I want to say something. Well, they were together for six children, and then it ended, and so I can see where that would be disgusting, where she probably thought that that would be forever, and it wasn't. So I don't think she ever got over that. Oh, wow. You know, it's interesting. It was tumultuous. There was home changes and employment gaps. You had some drama and a lot of moving around. It's interesting because... Because you've got a six in your, you six children, there's a six in your day, and your mother had you at 16, and that's in your crossover. Exactly. Um, when you had four, four plus two is six, and then the 19 becomes 10, that's 16. Yeah, What was your mother's birthday? Because you have a strong energy with your mother. Yeah, a August 22nd, I want to say 1956. 
Uh, <laughs> well, basic uh, difficult, 1222-236. So she is your broken, your broken, so for your broken month and day is, I mean, your month and day is her ma- master number. And yeah. together you become a 14, Jesus. which is your first two numbers in yeah. Very connected well, energy. Yeah. Which would probably amount to why you, you're single, right? Yes. And I have to square a lot of stuff that happened between yeah. me and her. And that's what my whole integration is about. So she the other thing was my greatest okay. teacher. The other thing is uh, the mother holds the master numbers. Uh, Sherry's month. I mean, the mother's month is Sherry's master number, and then the mother master number. And I always felt here, like I got the best of her for some reason. Whatever she had came into me, because all the other pe- kids under me were, in my opinion, just not as bright, not as smart, not as, in, you know, and don't, doesn't have as much ingenuity and stuff like that. It was always a marked difference. Well, I mean, you're, you came back being an eight, so you, you, you're you resolving two very important numbers in your past life and in your chakras, which would be the seventh chakra and the third. Um, I have a question. Are you, I'm getting this, before you said anything about your siblings, I'm getting this feeling, the vibe that you're separate. There's not, there's not a close relationship with your siblings. Is that no. true? No, we were too different, and it's and now I've just as an adult decided rather than upsetting them and me trying to have something that's not there, let's just you know they're in Texas, I'm here, and it is it's cool. Yeah, and you kind of have a solitary existence. You know, she's looking for yeah. a home by herself, and you know, up there in the wilderness. So there's you know, a similarity about her. Yeah. So you know. Uh, there, there's a diversity in your um, energy in terms of the embryonic stage. There's, there was obviously a diversity, a lot of movement, and your mother was a free spirit, but yet grounded to the planet by several births and having the same father continue, you know, the, the same right. donors. And tradition. Well, they, well, well, sperm. I know, I know, but it's just kind of, yeah. Because uh, they they probably were demanded to be unionized by karma, not just, you know, transcendent love. Right. I didn't feel like that was there. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So your energy, you see, you've been psychic before because the four and one one is a six. But she broke up the. I mean, there was something in the third eye that was shattered. That's why it's broken yeah. up in her balance. Yeah. Yeah, there's something there that needs to be reconnected for sure. In your, but you know, that's past life. That's past life. We're not saying okay. there's something. You know. Well, the balance is still difficult. Because right. Because twenty six is not divisible by eight. So. There's a two-year difference. That two years is camouflaged in, in the 11 of her, her day. Uh, day and then the 11 above her year, 1973. The four is tucked in between the 26 of her karma. What's well, also tucked in between the 7-3 and her year. Yeah. But you see, now, if you look at 2, 6, and 8, 26 equals 8, you get 16, 
And that was the age of Sherry's mother when right. she gave I, birth. Yeah, so when we look that. at your code and we go deeper and deeper and deeper into your code, Sherry, we start to see how the numbers become narrations that reflect certain attitudes about your existence. And then right. the purpose of what you're supposed to do is to be transcended throughout your life because of the age. But that age exists in the astral realm because it's above the crown. So your relationship on the earth is codependent on the connection you have with the astral realm. Correct. Yeah. You know, I think it's difficult sometimes. So you were going to say something, Sherry? I was going to say that absolutely corresponds with the astrology. Yeah. Well, there you have it. What, what I was going to say I, is... I just want to know that is it, oh, is it a lifelong crossing, the six, or is there ever any rest, or is that just something I have to... What do you mean? I'm sorry. Like, I, I, is there ever a point where things kind of settle down, or is that... In terms of what? The, in terms of what tumult, The tumultuous kind of energy. Well, I mean, it's difficult. There may be some aspects of tumultuous energy on some um, some level, but as as you continue to align with your purpose on the planet, resolving that karma, and you know, actualizing your master number, that transcendent eight, then there's going to be less of that tumultuous energy. Um, you know, you came in with some problems in relationship, obviously. Uh, and, you know, that's reflected in your 11 and your day and your 1973, that's an 11. You've chosen to be solitary. And you're not really looking for a relationship right now, right? Um, I'd like to in the next couple of years. Or if it shows up, great, but it's not as hot and heavy as it was before now. It's not my priority. It's like, right. So it's not currently that the biggest pursuit and what and what I was so what I was going to say is it's interesting because like I was saying earlier in the show you know the number that's the most prominent it fluctuates I mean it can't be static because of the the different you know energies that go on in our lives so I mean Sherry right now is totally involved in looking for a home so right. that's you know we're getting into your one there Right. Then she does reading. So I mean, we're involving six and seven and eight. I mean, so I, you know, there's a there's 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 a fluctuation between what what number is most prominent at any given moment, depending on what you're doing. The best advice I can give you, Sherry, is your life should have turmoil throughout your whole life. I don't think that will change. What the universe will look at is how you maintain balance of soul, body, and spirit throughout the turmoil, which could give you some sense of higher standards of of coping with the turmoil to where it doesn't really affect you as much, but it's there. So your life, you know, you have strong energies. You have 11s all over the place. Even in your master number and your last number, you have an 11. Uh, I don't expect there to be any, any great degree of of what you might seek as total composure, except if you create it right. in the breath of your mind, in the breath of your mind, then you will achieve it, even though 
your life would seem by visible eyes not to be totally imbalanced. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, I think, you know, to Sherry's credit, I really do think she strives for that balance. Yeah. But her dialogue is on the show and what she's doing in her life, um, your demeanor, you know, you're not freaking out. You know, not some anymore. People are, <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even even if you were, you're you don't express it outwardly so much as uh, others that we encounter on the show and and off the show. You know, right. some people are in crisis and in turmoil, and they're desperate and and emotional. I I mean, that's not the energy I get from Sherry. So, um, you know, that's something to your credit. Yeah, that took work, but I've been working on that. That was, I, and I actually felt like that was something that I had to master, was remaining calm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it can be a challenge for some of us, for sure, for yeah. sure. Anything else on the home front? I know you're looking for a house to buy. Have you... Have you had any success? Are you still kind of... I'm still in the same spot, but I'm hopeful. I feel something, and so I'm going to roll with that. So it feels what imminent. About, what about the situation with your... You, you were concerned about being evicted. Um, well, she can't... The leases get till January 1st, 2023. She can't do anything, but it's the pressure Good. she applies in the meantime that is getting on my nerves. Well, it's so weird that you were going to buy from her, and then, then she's putting, and then now she's putting it back. Yeah, I'm having to start over. Yeah, that's part of that tumultuous stuff that I'm talking about. Does that ever right. get better? And it's right. like, okay, so I know something's going to pan out. I feel it, but I'm just, it's not on my time, and I have to just remain poised. But this is why I think it's, I mean, you know, getting in a relationship where you're buying property from someone that's so unpredictable, right. that that wouldn't have been a good idea. So it's exactly. good that it didn't, it didn't happen. It's good that it didn't happen. And there appears so. to be some kind of dispute with the property line, and I'm just not in the mood, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's not good. But anyway. Well, you know, I mean, you come into the world with a sort of controversy in the balance of relationship. So what it means is, first of all, look within yourself for balance, not to other people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it sounds, you sound like the kind of person that continued to help people in readings, even though your life may have been in disarray, but you would be there for something. That was tough. Tough. Yeah. Because I had to just ignore everything that was going on, just ignore it. <laughs> well, you managed through, given the the turmoil. You managed through, and you did. You're not saying, you know, I'm I'm done doing this kind of work. I'm gonna become a broker. You're you're still involved. Doing that, yeah. It, just, it wouldn't have changed the circumstance. So. No. And I want to so align with my purpose. <laughs> well, you're you're living your you're doing your path. Yeah, your path, and the universe is judging your character, right. not judging your turmoil or your frustration, but judging your your character, the depth of who you really are throughout this journey. Right. So you got to remember that as your highest breath, because if you do that, your connection to the outer realm 
will become more standardized in, in a firm connection because you will have built trust. Right. And then that should start to mirror out in my experience. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, that will happen. That that's yeah. funny suppose it happens. I mean you're you're a great number you have a number system going. I just heard you're not that any one of the numbers in your birthday doesn't become too negative in your thought patterns. Right. So cold heart, not being spiritual, not being mystical, not being grounded. As long as you keep those energies healthy and attitude, your 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 linear code will light up with the brightest colors. Then your chakras line up, and then you find your essence. And that can happen in this lifetime. I'm gonna try. That's the goal. Yeah. Well. Okay. Thanks, guys. I love it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have Thanks a good for Thanks for calling. Have a good day. All right. I'll just listen for the remainder. Yeah, we're only on a couple more minutes, so I'll put you on mute. So, uh, you know, that was a good example of analyzing a birthday code and having somebody to sort of validate uh, what we're coming up with. Because the code, the code, in any birthday is there. It's, 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 but it's in the hands of an interpreter. So we can't change the code. But what we do is we're either talented or insightful or we just don't know what we're talking about. But, but if we understand the code, the code will reveal more than what you might think. Just as in life, your birthday is connected to your social security number, to your age, to identifying you as a patient. It's already got a physical multi-layered code going on. God knows what it does in the spiritual world in terms of, because that code is now connected to your soul. And it comes in a grand scale of linear energy that becomes, transcends time and space because it goes past life, present, future. Well, it's interesting with the codes too because I, 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 of course, I'm not going to reveal my own personal code, but I have in my birth date a repetition in my time of birth. In my social security, there are numbers in my birth date in that code in, in a succession that is pertinent. So it's interesting how the code can repeat for some people and actually bleed into these other codes that are produced by, you know, you know, randomly produced by machines or, uh, you know, assigned by government. Yeah, I mean, the the energy of, think, um, of the code. Yeah, and in fact, the same thing in my driver's license number. It's weird. I've got things going on that are in my birthday in that code. Yeah, it, it, um, it, our codes follow us, and they well, become... Uh, then analyzing that, I mean, that could be, you know, that could indicate, you know, heavier karma, depending on what numbers are included in those codes that are... Yeah, and, and, the, and, the, and the, 
the coded number that we most utilize in our existence may not be the code that the spirit world is trying to get us to recognize. So there's an ego energy in what we do with our code, as well as something much more mystical and outstandingly important. Okay. Well, that was wonderful. A wonderful hour spent. Um, we are back on the air on Thursday this week at 9 a.m. Pacific, right? Yeah? Yeah. That's our time. Yeah, on Thursday. Thursday, and then we're back again on Sunday, actually, the following week at 10, and then Tuesday. So that's our bridge for the next couple of weeks, and we hope that you join us then. Bye-bye. I can't even.